welcome to the Life Cycle Lady podcast, the place to be to talk about all that we wonder, whisper, and wish we knew about our bodies, hormones, and life cycle changes. In this space, I offer vulnerability, wisdom, connection, and helpful transformational mind-body-spirit tools. Please join me as I take the stigma out, stop the whisper, and speak out loud about life cycle phases from puberty to menopause. Welcome, everyone, to episode 14 of this podcast. Uh, The question this week is actually going to address the whispers that kind of forward thinking to January (laughs) that I get um, that come in my inbox mostly, and also that I just hear women all around talking about every year. I hear the same thing Um, around the month of January. Women talk about how they've had their worst menstrual cycle of the year, right? They complain a lot about, well, cramping. They also complain a lot about um, emotional upset a lot of times. I hear a lot of emotional upset and cramping, and people tend to, I don't know, they blame it on the, they blame it on the winter, right? Um, or they just kind of, are, are, are wondering what the heck happened? Why are they having such this bad menstrual cycle? So I'm going to actually be talking about why our bodies yell at us in January by addressing how to have happy hormones through the holiday season. Because believe it or not, this is the reason why we're having the worst menstrual cycles in January. Um, pretty much because of what we're eating and the stress that's going in, um, and our typical holiday season. So I'm going to be talking about that today. What kind of what that looks like and then what, what can we do about it? So if I were to say, no matter how woo woo or not you are, I, I would say by now that we can all agree upon that there's like a vibe or an energy to the seasons, right? Winter definitely has a very distinct vibe, and it doesn't really even matter if you live in a cold place. Like, I have lived in um, Hawaii at one point in my life, in a tropical island, and there was definitely a winter season, and there was definitely a vibe that I would say is the same that I experienced in Colorado, except for maybe it's not as cold, right? But there's definitely a vibe to the winter season. Um... And it's pretty undeniable, and yet we don't really go with the flow of that vibe of the winter season. Most of us actually push against the flow of the winter season. And definitely when you're looking at the holidays, that it's just a complete and total going against what, in essence, are the meaning of the holiday. I think for most of us, we could also probably agree upon, like, what do holidays mean? Like, for Thanksgiving, for those of us in America, and I know that not everyone who's listening is American, but that is a holiday coming up next week for us Americans. Um, that is a holiday about gratitude, right? We don't need to go into the origins, but that is kind of what it's developed into be, about gratitude. And the... Christmas season, for those that celebrate Christmas, is really about a a giving, it's about joy, it's about peace, it's about family, or at least that's what what these things are to me, and I think that most people would probably agree upon that. 
So we have these holidays that are really supposed to be connecting, right? That's kind of my word. I always go back to connecting. So the holidays are definitely supposed to be connecting, connecting us with our family, connecting us with friends. And yet what I actually get from most people is that these holiday seasons are feeling overpacked, overfull, stress-filled, and full of kind of, well, illness, really, um, and eating things that we probably don't eat. So that doesn't really align with what kind of the vibe of the season is, right? Because people walk around with their heads cut off, talking about how stressed out they are, and and there's just not always like this happy vibe to the season, right? Um, I think more people describe it that way than I, I hear people describe it as this like really chill time of the year. Obviously, it's also fun. The food is yummy. The parties, the company, it's also fun. So, and we enjoy connecting in that way and spending time with people. I don't want to deny that. But again, I just come back to hearing all the time, full of stress, overpacked, overwhelmed. And as I've talked to many other podcasts about, when you get stress, when you get overwhelmed, when you get out of balance in terms of what you're eating, so fatty foods in particular, and sugary foods, and alcohol, all of these things are recipes for disaster for your hormonal health, which is why in January most women have the worst menstrual cycles of the year because they've gotten so out of whack. The great, the cool thing about our menstrual cycles and our hormonal health is that for the most part, if you're just a little out of whack, you eat a lot, you have a lot of stress, you can recognize that and come back into alignment fairly quickly, like within a cycle. It, the further and further you get away and the more and more kind of stress you're putting on the endocrine system, the longer it takes to kind of recoup and reheal. So knowing all of that, how do we then create change? How do we do it differently? Because I know many of you might be thinking, well, I have four in-laws house to go to. I can't do Thanksgiving any other way. Like This is just what it looks like for me. And we just do it. And yeah, it's stressful, but we, we also have fun, you know. And yes, I eat five pieces of chocolate cake, but you know, like that's just what we do. That's part of the season. I really enjoy it. I don't want to give that up. And so that's fine, right? That's fine. And then you know the consequences um, of what it looks like in your body to that. And then you just deal with those consequences. And there might be those of you out there that want to do this differently, that don't want a January that sucks, that don't want to feel like the emotional like hangover, which is definitely emotional, but it's often very physical as well. The hangover the holidays, like January often feels like for many people just a hungover month, like of overindulge, overindulgence, right? They overspent, they overate, they went too far, went too much, did too much. And so it feels really cruddy to start the new year. And I don't know about you, but that's not how I want to start the new year. So I do think you can do things 
in a way that helps you ground into this season and create different ways of being. So you can throw out food that doesn't that bogs down your liver and alcohol that that wrecks wreaks havoc on your liver and you know think find different ways. So what let's let's talk about more specifics. What can we do about it? So I always like to talk about this kind of um you know, centering yourself. Center yourself in the energy of what you personally out there listening to this wants to create for the holiday season. Like, what does it look like for you? If I were to say, imagine, don't think about all that you have to do, or you think you're supposed to do, or supposed to be, or what you've always done, but think about what, like, what words do you think of when you think of the holiday season? Like, what do you want to create for your family? Maybe you get your family together and talk about what values do we really want to go for? Well, how do we want to embody and be in this holiday season? And then you get to live more in alignment to what you actually want to create and not what's been passed down to you or what you think you have to do. And for that might mean that you, you know, you have to do some work around what others will think of you and people pleasing and all those things. It might mean you need to do some work around, I don't know, gift giving. If gift giving is very economically stressful or time stressful or an overindulgence and doesn't really fill you or those you're giving gifts to up in the way that you're hoping, what else can you do to create that? Like, what does that look, really look like? And how can you do that? Right? So one thing that we did a while ago in our family is we stopped doing gifts for Christmas. We celebrate Christmas. We stopped doing gifts and we go away on a vacation as a family. And we just hang out together. And yes, Christmas comes and goes and we're wherever we're at. But we don't do gifts and we don't do this, like, there's no going to the store and rushing around and all of this kind of thing. It just kind of comes and goes and we, our value is to be together as a family. That's my main value for the season. And so that's what we do. And that works. And yes, at the very beginning, I thought, oh my gosh, my kids are not going to like that they don't get gifts and everyone else gets gifts and blah, 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 right? I had a million things of why this couldn't work, but it works. My kids love it. So you don't have to do that, but do something. Do something that change, makes change that creates something different for you. If you do feel that overwhelmed and stressed or whatever you do feel that around, then do something different around that. Take the excuses out and think about what you can do differently. Again, we're talking about hormones here. We're talking about overall health and wellness is directly related to the actions that we take. So focus on your energy. So when people say to me overwhelm or stress or when I hear that in my own head, I think about where are you hemorrhaging energy? Where is all of your energy going? Stop throwing coffee at it and just think, okay, I can just drink some coffee and get some more energy and start actually recouping your energy and time. Right? Start recouping your energy and time. Stop giving it away all the time 
and like masking your tiredness with caffeine or whatever you're doing thinking that there's you know something wrong with your with you and just start actually recouping your energy in time and see where that's going especially in this holiday season because if you really tapped into the winter season and what winter is about winter is about a big old inhale it is about rest and recoup and it's about really getting into that the image I get is soil like deep down in the underbelly of the soil of the earth right now all these microbes are coming together and they're doing all that what they do and they're really creating this amazing soil so that when you plant the seeds in the spring that something will be able to grow for the summer right and for you to harvest so winter is about that deep inhale that deep nourishing time of the year so if we are pushing against that and we are going still, go, go, going, right? It doesn't matter if it's snowing. It doesn't matter if it's cold. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. It's just a season. Still got to live your life, right? Yes, you do have to live your life. And how can it look differently in this season? What looks different for you in this season? If you're more interested in the winter in particular, I'm actually going to be doing a webinar coming up on the 11th, I believe, of December. Yeah, I believe it's 11th of December. It will be live, but you can also sign up. I will have a registration link below, or you can go to my website, thelifecyclelady.com. Just talking about hormonal health for the winter season, and also really focusing on um, winter wellness, right? So how to stay out of being sick, and tapping into the winter, and what the winter means, and um, kind of similar to what I'm talking about here, but a little bit more elongated version. Um, so you can sign up again on my website, or hopefully I'll have a link below. So I'm not going to go too much more deep into what winter is asking, but you get the, you kind of get the drift, right? So along those lines of doing things different, eat yummy food. So eat yummy food. Just eat food that's not going to wreck your hormones. And maybe don't overindulge. Just like eat a normal dinner, right? So when you're eating that, you know, holiday meal, try not to eat so much fat. Try to eat more vegetables. Like, you can make really yummy vegetables. You can make really yummy desserts, even, that aren't high in sugar and high in cream and all of that stuff that does make it taste yummy. I would agree. And I also have had other versions that don't have all that crud in it that are also super, super yummy. There is a way to do that. I also have a recipe book that I will link below that's coming out today, or you can go to my website, again, thelifecyclelady.com, and it does have some ideas for um, yummy food and drinks for the winter season um, that won't, things that aren't gonna wreck your hormones, things that don't have sugar, um, things that aren't fully caffeinated, right? Um, I don't know, but even for me, I am not a coffee person. The last like month and a half, I've been really into coffee for some reason, really enjoying like the ritual of coffee. And I also noticed it is messing with my hormones. It's making my boobs really, really sore. It's really kind of, it's just messing with my hormones. 
Um, everybody has a different level of how it affects them. For me, it's quite apparent that it's very affecting. So I have to stop. So this morning I actually made a turmeric latte, which was amazing actually, and reminded me like I don't have to, I wasn't doing it for the caffeine, but I think I started enjoying the caffeine buzz, right? I think it's really hard not to. It just, I felt so, I kept, the word that kept coming to my head was, oh my God, I feel so nourished. I feel so nourished, like over and over again. Just like how good my body was like feeling. And then I actually had another one because it felt so good. Like I was like, mm, it was tasty. So anyways, that recipe is actually in my cook, the recipe book. So you can check that out as well. But eat yummy food, but don't wreck your hormones, right? Eat and drink in moderation if you are going to do it. Because really, alcohol, it just wrecks your liver, which wrecks your hormones. Sugar, same thing. Getting those up and down, up and down blood sugar strike, um, blood sugar rushes, again, just going to really wreck your hormones. So think about what you normally do and maybe do half as much, right? Or if you're really brave, just cut it out. Just don't have it. Or cut, add something that's also super yummy in. There's so many recipes out there. There's so many websites and they're so and they're not that hard. I'm not a baker and they're really not that hard. So just try something new um, in your holiday eating, right? Try something new in your holiday eating. Because what happens if you eat a ton of sugar, you're gonna feel that sugar hangover come January. You really, really are, and it's really gonna and you're gonna feel the alcohol hangover and it's really going to affect your moods. It's really, really going to affect not only your endocrine system, but it's also going to affect your nervous system. And again, like you don't really want that. I know you don't because no one really wants that, right? So just trying to imagine a new way and really hold that energy of what you want to create so that it doesn't feel like you're missing out. Because I get that. Sometimes I can feel like when I don't, I'm not partaking in something everybody else is like, oh, well, poor me, right? <coughs> so I'm trying to reframe that as like, just focus on what you're excited about creating. And I can guarantee you that if you do these things and you, you choose these different ways, then you're creating this new feeling inside of yourself that makes you want to keep choosing these things, right? It doesn't become this lack of what you don't get to have. It becomes an excitement of what you do get to have and how friggin' good you feel. And that you're not gonna have a crappy menstrual cycle come January, right? Especially for you, those of you out there that are in perimenopause and our, our menstrual cycles are already kind of a little do-wonky and then you throw in the holidays and January just is gonna suck. Like, I can just tell you, the more happy and healthy you can keep your body in this holiday, through this holiday season, the less, like, sad and yucky you're going to feel come January. And the better it'll be for the winter. Um, also, support your liver along the way. No matter what, it's just a great thing to do in this season of kind of extra stress, right? Even if you're not feeling stressful for the hormones, you got it figured out, you got it dialed in, you love your routine, you don't feel stressed, 
But the winter season is just stressful on our bodies anyways because it's cold. Cold is a, a form of stress, right? There's less light. That is a form of stress on our bodies. So, and we're not eating as, like, there's not as much food available to us that's fresh and yummy and full of nutrition. So, support your liver along the way. Make sure you're eating liver yummy foods like beets and cilantro and, um, there's a yummy, actually in the recipe book, there's a great beet cilantro soup. Just like really, really nourishing your liver along the way. Maybe you're doing a liver tonic or a liver tincture with some teas, again, in the recipe book. Make sure you inhale a lot. It's funny, I just took a huge inhale to say that. So make sure you inhale a lot. Um, Again, just a quick reminder, ground yourself in that winter season. It's a time of pause. So inhale, take rest, feel nourished. That is the essence of the winter season. The holidays are mostly in the winter season, at the beginning of the season. So start going, moving into that winter with that groundedness of inhale. How are you gonna nourish yourselves? And then I often think, like, how does this holiday season nourish my family? That's why we came up with this idea of a vacation and connection, right? Because on vacation, I feel really, really nourished. And I feel really connected with my family. And, like, what better way to start off this season by just kind of doing this restful thing, right? Our holidays are definitely not go, go, go. We literally sit there and do nothing. We're not, like visiting amusement parks and doing all these things, we often go to a beach and we just sit on the beach. I cook. We don't go out. It's just really, really mellow. That works for me. So I give you what works for me and hopes that that might spark something in you that might work for you, right? And finally, you want to boost your immune system. Boosting your immune system, I mean, that could be a whole podcast itself. Um, this recipe book has a lot of great ideas, a lot of soups, specific, specifically mushroom soups, this turmeric latte that I was talking about. Um, zinc is an amazing, amazing immune booster. Just gave it to my little boys right before bed. It helps knock out a cold on its head. It helps boost your immunity. Garlic is amazing. Loose leaf teas that, again, check out the recipe book um, because teas have a lot of nourishing um, essential vitamins and minerals that are more bioavailable for your body. You should definitely be drinking teas. Um, they're just actually absolutely incredible. Um, so ro I mean like rose hips is one thing that's coming to my mind right now. They have high amount of vitamin C and flavonoids and they're really, really, and they're great against colds and they're super, super yummy. It's in the tea form, right? So just doing things that are really yummy and really nourishing to boost your immune system because one of the things that happens is yes, there's more colds in the winter, but is there really more colds in the winter or is there this winter inhale? And a culture that never stops to inhale. And so we push and we push and we push. And we have the extra stress of it being the winter time. And we're indoors more often with each other. And therefore we start getting more sick, right? 
instead of really all taking that nourishing time period, really inhaling. And I think if we did that, we would get a lot less sick, right? I know that because that's what my life looks like and those around me. And that's not really culturally acceptable. I even remember when my oldest, who's 15 now, was in kindergarten. He stayed, he was sick a lot. He sucked his thumb. So it was like everyone's germs got on his thumb and then he sucked it. And kindergarten, I got a call that he had missed too many days and they were going to, you know, they had to review and blah, blah, blah. And it was ridiculous. And I went and met with the teacher and I was like, listen, he just, you know, he's just been really sick. And she's like, well, if he doesn't have a fever or isn't vomiting, then he should be at school. And I was just like, oh my God, like, I don't believe, anyways, it's just very apparent culturally, right? He wasn't, he was learning how to read, he was doing all those things, but it didn't, it didn't matter. It didn't work because culturally we don't do that. We go to school when we're sick. We go to work when we're sick. And if you don't have a fever or aren't throwing up, you can still be highly contagious. I mean, come on, you know? So just really grounding yourself again back to menstrual cycles and not my rant on our culture, but just really grounding yourself in what do you want to create and then do things differently. Have conversations and they might be difficult. I get that. For some of you, that might be a difficult conversation that you're not going to be able to go to this in-law's house because it just feels like too much. And what I know by having a lot of friends with a lot of different family members that they go to is they find creative ways to do it that doesn't feel stressful. A lot of people find ways of not giving their kids gifts that feels okay to the kids that doesn't cause the stress of going to the stores and cause the economic stress and all that thing. There's ways of doing that that won't make your children feel like bummed. I know that because I do that and I know that because I've seen a lot of other people have ideas around that. So just trying to do things differently. And what I know is when we don't do so full, when we don't do so stressed, when we eat more healthy, when we aren't so overpacked, we stay more well, we have more balance in our hormones and in our nervous system, and then we just feel better. And that's what most of us want. We just want to feel better. And what I know is in January, people tell me they feel like crap. And so just know that going into the season. And also make sure you turn in for this webinar because it will give you more ideas on particularly the whole season of winter, what Chinese medicine is focusing on, like what we need to be kind of doing in this season to help with our overall hormonal wellness and health. Um, make sure you check that out and register. It's a free one. Make sure you check out that recipe list. And also if you are in the Colorado area, um, I am doing a winter gathering. It's called Another Way to Exist. It talks a lot about these things. How do we create different ways of being? It's for the winter season. We will cover some hormonal stuff, some cyclical living stuff, as well as movement. Um, there'll be some meditations. There'll be all sorts of great stuff. And it's, um, there'll be yummy food. It's a great way to connect. So if you are in the Colorado area, 
that will be happening on the 8th, I believe, of December, and there's still spots left, so again, check out thelifecyclelady.com and head on over to register. I hope everyone will have a great holiday season. I will not be doing a podcast next week for the break because, you know, I practice what I preach, so I will see you all in a few weeks. Thanks, everyone. Bye.